0: Watching
1: prohibition fall down. All right, it's Grow Talk. <laughs> Hanging out. <all> the <coughs> it's the weekend, I believe. It is, man, it is. But it's, it's not my first bowl of the day, man. I'm already coughing. Already. <laughs> no. no.
2: I need you to get this money packed up. Uh, first off, guys, before we get into it, we're going to have some Grow Talk. Pulled it from dudegrows.com. Get your Grow Talk up over there. All you need is a free account to create Grow Talk and help contribute. There's a bunch of people over there that are commenting. If you have an issue, like invaluable, invaluable is that the right word? Resources. It means valuable, man. Inflammable means flammable. Actually, (laughs) very valuable resources, commenting, experienced growers helping out on DudeGrows.com. So before we do that, before we get into the Grow Talk, become a member, help out guys around here. Ten dollars a month, reoccurring payment, cancel anytime. If you're a grower. It's kind of a no-brainer, 30% off ReCharge, and plus um, been, I'm going to hassle up on Scotty here. He's got these stick packs and some other samples. I think we're going to figure out a way to get some more ReCharge, maybe a ReCharge giveaway, Scotty, to one of these a couple of these members or something. I'll talk to you about it. Oh, I hate
1: to... giving ReCharge away. It never works out where people come and buy anymore, sir.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> other than that, you guys, if you get 30% off ReCharge, free Seeds. Seeds here now, five-pack of Patch Adams CBD Seeds. It's an auto. I don't believe I was saying that before. It's actually their auto seeds. And uh, they get sent right to you free. Over from Seeds here now, you get a coupon code in the newsletter. Uh, just a few things uh, becoming a member, which will continue to have its benefits. Yeah. All right. Hashtag Dude Grow show and Grow. So Actually, both these? Screw hashtag Dude Grow show, Scotty. DudeGrows.com. You guys got up some dank nugs because I do always look there under the latest. And there's some really good dank nugs right now. Yeah.
1: Well, there you have it. <laughs> This is P-A, P-A kilter. Pa kilter. Pa kilter. I've got pa- questions, man. I have questions about pa kilter. To,
2: I'm to scroll the of of pictures while I, re, while I narrate. Yes, sir. It says, hey, hey, what do you say? I thought I would share some shots pre and post harvest of my frost boss beauty. Perfect. I shared a shot of this lady on October 29th. It was my first ever to share. We've made it all the way to harvest at this point, so I thought I would document it. The top two shots are from November 11th, a chapter on the 25th of November, and the last shot on the post is of the QP we ended up with after all the final trim.
1: That is so cool, man. I mean, this kind of takes you through the range of emotions till once you've got it just, what is that, on a mirror it is? Or I don't know, it's on a piece of, whatever, piece of glass, but he's just got his QP trimmed up. It is so much fun when you've got butt hanging. I actually have one of those digital picture frames. I've got a picture of me and my wife smiling when we first got to Colorado, looking at dude's closet where he had all these different kinds of weed hanging, man. It's one of my favorite pictures, man.
2: (laughs) Hell yeah. I remember my first, one of my first experiences trimming Uh, Sitting in the living room in Humboldt, California, trimming up a bunch of flour with a buddy that lived there. And then in the middle of it, all of a sudden, out front, you can see just revolving lights through the screens. And we the fuck yeah! Somebody the cops <laughs> the cops pulled somebody over right in front of his house during our little trim sesh. It was pretty interesting. Anyway, it's a sign. This is tw-
1: tweed grower. Well, hang a on one second. I, I got one thing I wanted to ask a pot hitter. Yeah, um, I'm looking at his It says about the author. It has a. It says we are the 57. percent And I'm looking. Is that state? Is that uh, uh, Oklahoma? Is is that celebrating Oklahoma's legalization right there? Could that be? I'm trying to read. That is read Oklahoma, yeah. So is that what it is? So I know Oklahoma is legal now. Was it maybe it passed by fifty-seven percent? I'm guessing through the, uh, uh, through through the cartoon. But very yeah, good. Yeah, very interesting there. If so, congratulations. We are the fifty-seven percent. I love it. Respect.
2: Uh, let's get on to. I agree with you wholeheartedly. By oh, the good. way, whenever. Oh good. What, <laughs> well, we just had that fall prohibition report out of Oklahoma as well. So yeah. it's it, happening.
1: Man. I'm loving it. That's right next door, by the way. This is from yes, Tweed sir. Groa. This
2: is, and what do we got here? Ninja fruit. This was some yeah. grown. as a tangy in the previous post. This was a different closet. So it was under S.K. Uh, Special King closet case 140 instead of the 100. So, the soil is the uh, same Fox Farm Ocean Forest, Fox Farm Light Warrior. That's uh, basically you're mixing two Fox Farm products together. The Light Warrior lightens up the ocean forest, which is kind of a heavy mix, and you get a pretty good product there. Pum- pumice and castings. What's pumice? What does it get there? A pumice? Pumice is yeah. lava rock, man. Yeah, kind of like uh, maybe he's talking about the hydrogen, like clay balls or something. Yeah, um, yes. So, use the Fox Farm based newts, recharge. Tribus, Scotty's neighbor, and mammoth pea at various stages, two worm teas and the veg one flowering.
1: All right, hey, look at these would, for go I, ahead. I'm just gonna say, man, I was a selfless plug for recharge. Um, I was just hanging out with Duke Diamond yesterday and we were talking about the ingredients and using heavy bacillus and trichodermas and when to cut them out. And they're amazing in veg. They're amazing even into mid-flower. I'd say, you know, week six, week seven, really depending on your stream, but a couple weeks before harvest, I do like to cut them out. Uh, but i like to use uh something like recharge or a heavy bacillus even with the molasses uh even with a lot of kelp up to you know mid to late i'll say mid flowering you know may, maybe a little bit after middle flowering just just a little heads up and that's not me that's from duke diamond talking yesterday and telling me what what he does like with it. his microbes so
2: i believe we just uh got that out i think so much going
1: on, so much content being created. Yes, whether it's in the future <laughs> or the past, he was a wealth of knowledge. I love Duke Diamond as far as uh, what a cool guy and just a great grower. That's what I tell you, if you want to grow some seeds from uh, you know from scratch, he's the guy that tells you when you need to, to add cal, you know, calcium in week three, magnesium in week five, and it really does make a difference. You can double and triple your yields by getting dialing in nutrients right. Environment, and, uh, of course, of course, absolutely. <laughs>
2: Don't hijack Tweed's highlight here. His spot, man. Look at this picture; is awesome. It's Tweed grower. Like it looks like that's the kind of some art burnt into a piece of bamboo or that something cool. maybe. Um, and his description, I like this. This is the highest great, easy to use, discreetly in a social setting. May not be important to some, but it is to me. Just a really comfortable high with some serious munchies attached. <clears throat> I like that. Some definitely some strong ass cannabis, man. Might make you
1: antisocial, depending on what you're going to do. Racy. There are some some uh, varieties that are really racy, man. They will get your heart beating a little bit. They get you talking a little little too fast. Yeah, I understand what he's saying. All right, refreshed. Moving Good. on. A hey, tweed grower, man. Where do, <laughs> somebody handed me those uh, the the bamboo? He's got a beautiful bamboo. It looks like a board to break up your butt on. If that's you that makes those, get in touch with us, man. We need more of those. Somebody handed me a dozen of them at the last EDC Cup, and, of course, I can't
0: remember. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful.
2: We do, we do need more of those. Yep. Shout out. Get in touch.
1: All right, Shall we get into the grow talk here. Man, lead the way, dude. Lead the way. You don't want me leading. You just want me keeping company, brother.
2: Oh, so lead the way. First, I'm going to tell people what up with rapid LED, man. They got the single 100-watt Logic Plus plug and play led grow light out scotty cool that's actually you sounds really I
1: mean? cool i'm into the little 100 watts to to get people started
2: you can do it i've been waiting the watts. for the samsung lm 31b for a while Wait, right
1: which bin which bin
2: it's the 301, 301B, and uh, dude, uh the driver, they got the mean well in there, man, the HBG-100-48A.
1: All right, you're or, fucking around, uh, The Guru taught me that shit is important, <laughs> man. You don't want to lose efficiency with that stuff. Why not buy no, the bus, yeah break man? It. What is up with the Samsung LED, Guru? Do you know?
3: It's like having the difference between a GTX 1050 in your computer as a graphics card versus
2: the
1: 1080 Jesus. Ti. That's what Can I was talking Can we take a car about,
2: analogy man? so everybody understands? <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. I don't even know what's powering my car these days, man. I think it's a bunch of – I don't know. Well, who no, what did it tell you? We're given Samsung versus these other diodes,
2: like are they a, a, a better diode or is it just a you – know, what's up with Samsung diodes? They're
3: they're, they're a lot lower wattage diodes, so you use more of them, but they're higher efficiency than most other stuff. <laughs> there, there's a whole argument in the LED arena between discrete diodes, which would be like these Samsungs and COBS, which are more powerful points of source. And they're bigger. Cobs are a bit bigger. And, and co- Cobbs are them. bigger, but on a per watt basis, these Samsungs are, uh, from efficient. my understanding, a little bit more efficient. They're pushing the envelope of uh, like total system efficiency to where there are lights coming out now that are hitting uh, on a system level 2.5 U moles a joule, which is just ridiculous. Like to think two years ago or three years ago when I talked to Scott, we were right at HPS levels of efficiency at 1.7 uh, uh, micromoles per joule where we've, Almost double that to where you're getting so much more light on a per watt basis with these than than was
2: possible before. Well, check these. The reason I like these guys as growers, the this is a hundred watt plug and play. They say plug and play because it hangs right off its own little, it comes with the cord set thing. If you have, the, and a lot of you do, I do, if you have a darker corner in the, of your tent or you have a spot where, hey, this spot would be perfect for my cut tray or you just want to, you know, throw in a little mixed spectrum of LED with your HID going on, could put four of these in there around each corner. Plenty of options with them. Another 175, coupon code DUDE over at rapidled.com. We'll give you some love. And these, I believe, are, what, what did I say? Gromau inspired? Gromau's inspired? Yeah, I think Grow Mouse
3: Design. Yeah, I want to say bugs. he designed them.
2: Yeah. Pretty sweet. Pretty good shit, man. Cool. Check them out, guys. Rapidled.com. Grow Talk question here is in. in tired or just stressed out, man? Tired oh, or stressed man. out plants. What's the difference, man? This is a pretty interesting one. Uh, this is from posted by, what's posted by Cancel All Memes? Is, I don't that,
0: know. is that somebody's <laughs> username that
2: they're like, don't like the memes, guys? All right. Uh, Hello, DDC. I'm an ex-member turned current member, thanks to the expansion of GrowTalk right on.
1: You don't like me to talk about my feelings?
2: Because I have a question that is based more on curiosity or curiousness than concern. I would be concerned. My plants seem to be ready for sleep four to five hours before lights off progressively wilting and new growth closes up like praying hands so before four to five hours before the lights are off progressively wilting uh we see long. and it goes question are my plants worn out from a hard day's work are there stress factors i need to hone in on i mean your plants you, you can see i call it like their memory of the, light, the photo period some plants when they get closer to when the lights are going to go off mm-hmm. will start to you know, like some. Of the, if you turn on the lights during a dark period, we've done this as amateur growers, Scotty. At first, I was like, "Dude, what's wrong with my garden?" Oh, like all, all the leaves are looped down, and and they're chilling, right? I don't know. Gurus it's are droopy. official. Other than they're chilling, what are, what are they doing? Our scientific name of what they're
3: going through photosystems too. The
2: dark cycle of uh, photosynthesis. <laughs> T-shirt. Fucking T-shirt. that electron right on, train dude. transfer growing. <laughs> cool well i like that but they shouldn't be doing this 4 to 5 hours before your lights are going to go off the only the only reason they'd be doing this is if i if you inherit i've inherited like a one gal from somebody else and then it comes to my light cycle which is different from the other grower's light cycle
3: well there's um, there's some factors that are coming into play with this with this setup um when we're talking about plants uh going to sleep earlier than they should be right. or it's starting to sh- shut down its metabolism and do something different uh there's a couple different factors that can become into play with that, the temperature of the grow room is directly uh, correlated to the metabolism and how fast it's going of the plant. Yep. So, if you're running in a cold room, the plant's going to grow slower, and in turn, it's able to soak in less total light during the day. So, you, it seems like you're hitting the, the peak for your daily lighting integral, which is a total amount of U moles of light or just photons that hit that plant over a right. whole day. And when you have a lower temperature, the amount of light that that plant can actually use during the day is lowered. And the plant knows, like if you can hit uh – uh in commercial greenhouses, uh, they'll have shade cloth most of the time, especially in places like Florida, because the plants are getting too much light for what's growing in there. So when you shade, it's actually beneficial to it. Uh, in this, this is kind of like the opposite effect, where they're they're cold, their plant, their metabolism isn't running as fast as it should be. Right. So they're getting their full amount of light that they think they need for that day about four hours earlier, and they'll shut down and go to sleep. I
2: don't know, dude. I mean, he's running at 77. He's under metal halide light. That's totally fine with me. It could yeah, be a but little look, warmer. Look at,
3: look at his leaf surface temperature. Those in an HPS environment where there's infrared in the room, that should be up near 80 or 82. I get uh, yeah, your leaf to, surface, not your, your, he your, did. your room.
1: Tent. I used He's, to grow in warm rooms, man. I used to, the plants used to blow the fuck up, man. He
2: did some little uh, more investigating. It says update this morning. A couple plants didn't wake up, and all plants showed some wilting. The soil was more moist than I think it should have been for was, after two days. Yeah, I suspect I packed the soil in a little too tight at transplant and overwatered. Effects, or maybe I'm suffocating the roots. Sounds her, about her, right. But but I go going. Just still,
3: real- still indicative of there being a temperature issue in the room because why isn't the plant uh, transpiring and and have a, a churning metabolism enough to soak up that water because after two days it
1: should should not still be super damp especially if the plant's growing but you, uh, you, quickly you got to adjust you know when something gets sick and i'm thinking about you know no, but listen listen yeah. hold up
2: after two days you're saying the plant still shouldn't be super moist but he transplanted so if you take a one gal to a five gal and you soak that five gal in mm-hmm. like crazy before that root system expands right that's what i think is happening i mean granted i'm not disagreeing the room should be warmer but, I mean, you can overwater a transplant. That's where Definitely. I was going.
1: I was going – I noticed, by the way, when he, he sh- tells you all about a setup, he doesn't mention watering at all. So I'm not sure if that's a, you know an indicator. But watering and understanding the metabolism of your plant. And then just like Guru says, if you're slowing the metabolism of your, of your plant down uh, because of temperature, then you have to decrease the amount that you're feeding it. Or just the amount of
3: water you're oh, giving totally. it. Oh, totally. I anything. do do
1: just want to say he says he's planted in he's straight happy frog. Um.
3: That's a pretty light soil mix. Or oh no, not light warrior. Never mind. Yeah. Well, ha- happy frog can be a little bit dense sometimes. So what you're supposed to, up. Up the, supposed to lighten it up with that? Supposed to
2: lighten it up with some of some, some of the light warrior. Right. Yeah. I'm a, especially that I just learned that. If he, he's he's got an overwatering and a slower metabolism issue. My my bloom room. Well, it's at bloom now under HID. Runs at seventy mid seventies to upper seventies. It could be eighty. And I know they're not going to metabolize as fast, but they're doing. Great. We're doing fabulous. He's pulling heat
1: out of his room with an air-cooled hood. What would happen if he just eliminated the air-cooled hood?
2: There could be a potential there. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. That's adding. So 600 watts of heat could get too hot if he's already going up to 77. That might right. take him right up to mid-80s, I upper
3: would, 80s. I would, I would have a, a room dump fan on a temp stat. He already has a vent out of the room. That yeah, that would be a good idea. Just, just carbon
1: filter on that. Bottle.
3: Have it have it set to where any time that room gets to like eighty two it it dump the room? That fan come on for five minutes? Yep. Dump all the heat out of the room, and then you're back to so you get a nice fluctuation. Like it, I and like
1: w- it. And what we're talking about it, and by the way, that helps when you're uh, continually uh, pulling new and fresh air into the room. Uh, it makes plants for it. makes plants uh, uh, respond. Definitely,
3: yeah. It, it's not stale air, and, it, and uh, there's not going to be a buildup of like pathogens in the air or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yep. And you're going to be replenishing the CO2 yeah.
2: constantly.
1: But wait till these things dry, dry out,
2: till you water them again, that's for sure. And try you to said. Get the <clears throat> carbon filter depends. You know, if you, if you live somewhere where you're not going to piss somebody off, or you're, it's legal, and you're not you're not facing any, you're not doing anything criminal. Carbon filter is definitely not cheap to get a filter and fan.
1: Yeah, if you feel like explaining that you grow weed to every single person that comes to your house ever, <laughs> save a hundred bucks. Don't get it depends. It's it's strain dependent, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's that different. Go- it's not like oh, this guy's smoking weed <clears throat> in his house all all the time. The no. garden smell
2: is a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah. Oh man. All right, we got another grow question, but before I do, I'm gonna shout out to Spectrum King LED. You guys can hook it up over there. They got a couple of good deals right now. I was shopping, I was shopping on their site and they got a couple bundles um, of the closet cases. So you can get two closet case, 100 watts, or two mother's helpers, 100 watts in a bundle for 338. But if you put on coupon code DUDESK, you can get these two lights for 300. Uh, these are great 100-watt lights. The Spectrum is proven with Migro, with uh, SK-140, the Closet Case 140. When I killed, I had two of those, pulled 11 ounces um, off of the Napa. NAPA. I think it was NAPA Fire. Yeah. And, man. And, and, but...
1: Go ahead. Um, I was just saying that we are really changing the way people grow. I mean, think about this guy. The last guy had a six hundred watt light. You're getting eleven ounces off two hundred watts. I mean, respect the spectrum king, man. One hundred uh, another- forty. One hundred and forty watts. Oh, two hundred 240 another forty watts. Okay, so two hundred eighty watts still. Yes. You really don't need. Think that's a lot different than six hundred watts of heat
2: and yeah another light that i am i mean i'm proud to say we pick and choose the companies we're working with cuz like i don't want to be full, you know just this big sponsored show it's not the goal here hence listener supported but the, the original 400s, I think it's been like five, four to five years now. The original 400s I got from them. Then they went to Soup. They've been in constant operation. Soup's been running them. Now they're about to go back to Spectrum King and get upgraded to 42s. And they're going to go back out to the crew. I'm a, I'm the type of guy. I drive a 96 Land Cruiser, man. That I want to drive it for the rest of my life. That this likes. That my recycle is reuse. Pretty cool aspect of, uh, of of this potential with this lighting. So that's what I got. I don't special Ping LED. What's up?
1: I just can't think about getting sponsored now, man, by Shell Oil and Coca Cola. No, nothing. <laughs> we just no, we just need the bigger badass
2: ones. Red Bull. Dude, gross show. Brought to you by Red Bull. Starting some crazy shiz around here. Yeah, that's from the
1: secret group that controls the government.
3: On the hey, Red Bull. Red Bull might be down ah. with what? Uh, it Andre. You're the crazy guy that just, like, breaks shit in the studio all the time.
1: Eric Andre. Eric Andre, yeah. Oh, get him to
3: Red out. Bull. Red Bull might be down to just let you start
2: doing that type of shit. Oh, I love that guy. Could never copy that guy, man. Eric
3: Andre, mm-hmm.
1: where you at?
2: Let me <laughs> wind that shout-out out to remind you, dude. DudeSK at SpectrumKingLED.com. All right, Too Late to Top by Joey Potts. POTTZ, too late to top. That sounds like a song, doesn't it, man? By Target. Right. I'll let you enjoy the purple glory in these pictures, Skeddy. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Nice. Uh, let's see here. First off, hey, DDC crew, you have no idea how relieved I was to find your podcast, but it has been the most help in my tent garden I've ever gotten from media sources. Yes, even YouTube. I appreciate it, man. We definitely try hard to do that.
0: I do appreciate
1: um, it, man. And in response, you gave me pur- purple pictures that are seizure-inducing, <laughs> man, all right? Here I go. Right now, I have two uh,
2: two section grow. Uh, basically, it's got a veg and a flower in a tent. He currently has an alien OG and Cotton Candy Kush getting ready to transplant. Um, so he's getting ready to transplant these plants you're seeing into flower. Guys, we're looking one plants a lot taller than the other one, um, but he he wants the plants to really fill all this trellis. So he's saying, should I top now? Um, he goes, everything and is temperature controlled. Well, let's talk about that first. If you're going to bloom, you can't top your plants. Like if I were to top my plants tomorrow or today. I wouldn't go to bloom probably for man, 7 to 10 days at least. Right. I want right. that plant to recover. I want its metabol, I want its spunk to come back and man, no jokes there. Well, I when, want it uh,
3: When you top, the plant has to hormonally do a lot of it. there are changes that go on it. It starts moving auxins to different places in the plant. Right. And you really want to let all those hormone levels equalize and where you're getting equal growth from them before you flip to flower because you you really don't want to
1: flip a stressed plant into flower. And it also matters what the, what plant you're growing is. Like I said, I've been hanging out with breeders all week. Duke Diamond, I would just regurgitate something. And he told me, he's like, some plants you want to just not top and just grow them as quick as you can with a giant, you know, a, you know, a giant central cola. And he goes, you can get something that's like a two liter Coke bottle out of it, you know, and he goes, and, and others respond very well to slowing them down. He didn't like to top a lot of stuff. He liked to just uh, super crop where he was just kind of breaking the stem a little bit of the Central, big uh-huh. central, cola. And, and, I and got videos coming. Down. Go ahead. Yeah. At its base, all of that is just auxin manipula- mm-hmm. manipulation
3: in the plant. You're just, you're just choosing kind of where you want to be the primary growth to ha- be happening in the plant when you're doing that. Because the the plant, it can sense when uh, something is higher up than another one uh, and closer to the light source. And it's going to move auxins towards that one. So when you super crop, you're bending something down below uh, some tertiary buds so that those buds can grow scary. can grow at a
2: faster rate yeah. than your other ones, you can kind of equalize it. And that's why with my cannabis. plant training, I make the oxen go where I make them wanna go, all right? I've been having a lot of fun, I've been training the shit out of me. want A challenge, try not to top sativas ever, which I haven't done, take them all through flower in a tent, like you, every day, you gotta be in there doing a little bit of training. But that's what I recommend to you, uh, do the training, look at bending, you're gonna have to bend over that one that's way taller at where a node is, bend it over, you know x amount pinch it over sometimes when you pinch these plants over different plants respond differently depending on how Mm -hmm. firm the stem is a lot of variables but you can support it
3: sometimes you need to not just pinch one part especially on a thicker stem try and pinch
2: one part and bend
3: it over i'll bend between two nodes i'll make a point to kind of squeeze and bend every little part to there so that you get a full bend over the thing and you don't snap it uh, because that's the worst. And what most people are afraid of when they first start uh, low stress training plants like this is that they're going to break something. And it, and if you do it wrong, you definitely can break something. But there are ways to kind of mitigate it and have the plant uh, deal with that a little bit better. I've I, I've even gone in with uh, like needle nose pliers to squeeze up and down a pretty thick stem and then bend it over. Right.
2: Well, keep in mind also, Joey Potts, you're hearing advice from three people. Uh, I believe only one is currently deep in the grow. Yeah. You guys got any, what's, what's going on in your grows, guys? <laughs> Sorry, I just man. had to do a little
1: boom. Was was just hanging with world-class grower Duke Diamond yesterday while he dropped some fucking science, man. I live in a rental. That's my excuse <laughs> for the winter. All right, uh, I believe we're all high on our own supply, sir. Let's I look mean,
2: at this as a learning too, real quick. Uh, he's growing so with sorry, uh, I best,
1: harvested this summer enough weed for the year. He's growing with the bestva
2: one thousand watt LED, and grew. if you click on the next link there, you can uh, link up to this light on Amazon. I had a couple questions on it. Uh, it does have uh, engraved into the side of it. This is a blurple LED light we're looking at, and right. it has a pot leaf like engraved in. Kind of cheesy next to saying Bestiva, But he said in his question, he's growing with a 600-watt LED. Um, so when I go LED, down to this. 600-watt like
1: equivalent? Is the word equivalent anywhere in the description there? Well, well here no, in they the they description. 1,000 watt,
3: 600-watt. And then at the very bottom, if you read deeply, I think it's like 160,
2: 185 It's 185. Watts. It goes compares to traditional HPS metal halide while consuming only 185 watts power. Twice the effective area, perfect for a four. Or he's going perfect for a five by five. This light with 185 oh. watts, we are breaking new ground. Oh, Come on, <laughs> just because you say things on the internet doesn't
1: make it true, sir. I
2: wish. <laughs> this is just what I'm saying when we're when we're talking about Rapid LED or Spectrum King or Grow Mouse. So we are trying to gear people towards mm. the stuff that we know is going to give you good results. Don't go over to Amazon and and shop and get the and this is in Canadian dollars at 169. Uh, this type of you're putting you know, and the reason is if you're putting the time in, you're opening that tent, you're going to the garden. Like if you're putting the time in, save your money until you can get a good light. So well, well because uh, it'll it'll pay for itself in the
3: first harvest uh, versus one of these like e- and that, easily because yeah.
2: th- this thing can't cover this coverage area. Mm-hmm. Like or well, how come, can you stand to even? look at your garden under that light? That drives me apesh. Like I can't stand it. Yeah. Anyway, you know, not to not to you know I'm glad you're growing, bro. And I don't want to shit on maybe you inherited this light
1: or whatever. It's cool that you're growing the herb, but, but upgrade you, your lighting. You do better with uh, you know starting with some of those hundred watt pucks for you know three hundred bucks or whatever, or go, going over to Spectrum King for three hundred bucks, using the do discount and start collecting hundred waters, hundred and forty waters.
2: Yes. Well, before we move on, because we're gonna let Scotty talk a little bit about recharge yeah, and uh, some good stuff actually, good I information. There will be knowledge, man. Not well, since sure. I, I said I'm Instagramming more on the last show, dude. Uh, at Dude Grows DGC, man. I, giving, I got a picture here. I was hanging out. This is actually over at the Ramos grow. He's got a great grow. He's got a ton of those SK600s hanging up high. You can see in this picture those lights are. That's where they they run. They're not raised up for the photo or any of that. They're you know they're running the equivalent height that you'd run like DEs. Right. But walking around his grow, um, cool shot here too. He's got his classic ramo stash rocking. But it is a clean, very clean grow, very professionally done. He was walking around talking about his plants and talking about the nutrients here, and I'm talking about I was asking about nature's candy and talking about, you know,'s all of his shit. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is another reason why. if I, if I'm using a nutrient, it's cool that this guy's behind it. In his grow. Tell me about his plants. Um, it's just a strong statement about a nutrient company and, and somebody that is involved in it. It's kind of what I want, you know? Agreed, man, agreed. Do you agree? Yeah, you got You're know. in the girl. Where's your picture? What's up? You got to know your shit, man. I mean, you absolutely have to know. Like, like- There's plenty of people that, that beyond, yeah, plenty of nutrient, not plenty, there's plenty of Man, I keep saying plenty. I don't like overgeneralizing. <laughs> Nutrient companies that come out there—they're just trying to get in the game. They don't have the love for the plant, and they understand. Yeah, if we have a basic MBK, it will work. Well, a lot of times, what,
1: what they do is they go, oh, "I'll just give a bunch away and and let the other guys, you know, figure it out for me." You know, I won't. Yeah. I, I won't be a grower myself. I can just give. I'm a businessman.
2: Oh, and I got the tip. I walked in the grow and there's music playing. I'm like, was there, was there always music playing in here? And he's like, yeah, the ladies like music. I'm like, shit, man, I'm slacking. So I went and got yes. my old like construction FM radio and threw it in the grow. I'm like,
1: all right, good point. It don't take a genius to figure out that that does something. When you can, you know, when you listen to music and you can feel it, like it vibrates your skin. It makes these vibrations. What do we do with fans? We're trying to move the leaves around. If you can put some music in there and get those leaves vibrating a little bit, I don't say heavy bass or whatever, but I just play a little bit of music. In there, I believe it does something. I believe you want to have as many. What Scotty's
3: been playing ASMR videos for his plants. Oh man,
2: (laughs) they love. I put on the Christmas station for a little bit for like two days, and then I was like, "Man, what are
1: you doing to these plants?" It probably started drooping. Oh, try the chick eating pickle station, man. Oh wait, or try
3: work. Try working in an Italian restaurant and hearing the Frank Sinatra Christmas CD for a month straight. Oh man, it's like if if that restaurant were on a fourth floor, I probably would have jumped out a window.
2: Oh man, (laughs) that was an. (laughs) Other people don't hear it. I talked to a couple. (laughs) I I was getting that that earthy Pilsner the other day, and I'm like, you guys got to listen to this the whole month? And most, it just zones completely out. Brain's good at that for some things. People do it to their wives. People do it to their friends. You know, Uh, people do it to Christmas music. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, don't do that to your wife. No, sir. All right. What's up with Recharge, man? Over on Facebook, you had an A.U. You've been doing some where, look, uh, we can't, but Recharge, real growers can do Facebook ads. Sure, so- Started some conversation?
1: Yeah, so Guru uh, said, hey, man, let's throw an ad up on Facebook. Yeah, let's try it, man. So uh, I, th- I throw one up, and yeah, it's really good. You get a lot of exposure and a lot of interesting questions. And I try not to be a shill about ReCharge. It's my product. Real Growers is my company. Guru, Guru and I, that's that's how we feed ourselves. That's how I feed my family. Uh, so I appreciate all the support that the DGC gives me. I try not to take advantage of it. But um, somebody asks, somebody says, hey, man, how can you use beneficial microbes or how can Beneficial microbes survive in chemical production. And we're not all organic here. A lot of us use- I'm trying to trying to learn organics, but when I learned uh, the value of microbes and how much easier recharge could be, it was because I was using synthetics. And I was actually surprised that dropping, I called it the once-a-week treat, but adding a, a nice dose of recharge once a week, uh, you know, till about week five, week six in flowering really made growing very easy. And then they persisted out till the, you know until the rest of the grow. Um, but it was... Just kind of, it was somebody asking me about why, uh, how beneficial microbes can survive in a chemical, you know, chemical production makes me say microbes aren't as fragile as you think. You know, I, you know, how I answered them is I said, What makes you think that microbes are fragile? And then I think about yogurt. I said, If microbes are so fragile, and I think about all the, the microbes we take orally, you know, you take in pill form or that you take through food, you know, through uh, kombucha and all that stuff, um, uh, yogurt. I mean, it goes through your stomach. Your stomach's a pretty harsh environment. It's got uh, pretty, pretty harsh stomach acids in there. It still manages yeah. to get through and colonize through your gut. So to assume that these microbes are fragile, I think is, is, is errant. You know, there, a lot of them are actually, can can really, are really strong. Something like trichoderma, is extraordinarily strong. Well, and even you did tests back in the day. It's,
2: didn't Colorado State University just test uh, recharge in plain, like it was t- like a PPM tap water like off the tap that has some... People always used to get this concern with me about chloramines. Right, I right. mean, I sold a ton of filters, you know, uh, back in the day. And I guess what you would, would you agree to say that if you have water without... Because the municipalities put chloramine in a lot of water, guys. Um, does that have a negative effect? Is it worth dechlorinating your water for that? Because no. I know you said most microbes Survive. They Fine. survived they survived
1: right through it in that concentration they survived right through it in the in the amount of chlorine and i see guru stepping up here man. but in in that uh, the amount of chlorine or chloramines that they put in there uh, it wasn't enough to uh, it was just way too overwhelming
3: oh yeah yeah because the the chloramine it, it basically will latch onto organic molecules in the water mm-hmm. and neutralize them there's so many organic molecules around that the chlor- chloramine, I mean, it's meant to maintain water clarity in, like, pipes from the treatment plant that it's coming from. Yeah, when you have trace
1: amounts of bacteria and, in
3: there. And also under pressure at the same time with trace amounts of bacteria and kind of as a preventative to keep any bacteria from getting hold. Now, when you introduce that with just a ton of bacteria, uh, it, there's no way that it can can overcome that. and. There's so much in recharge.
2: So that's it's, then that's the question. It, it, it's
3: neg- the, the difference in uh, chlor- chlor- chloraminated water, chlorinated water, and plain and DI water, and then recharge added in, is negligible between all of them. Because that's what they found. So negligible. many CFUs are, of microbes are there; it just neutralizes everything. So then is it not worth it for me as a grower to, to buy a uh,
2: a dechlorinator filter? Uh,
3: I would still say it's worth it to do that solely because the leftover chlorine ions that are in there can eventually turn your soil slightly acidic if you use them uh, uh, just over continually however. over and over <laughs> over time. So you kind of want to avoid that, and that's the reason behind doing it, but it's not, it's not able yeah. to kill uh, even
2: a significant number of these microbes at all. Right on. Yep. Water source, of course, big variable there. If you got good water, so there's a lot of different things. So we Go always got ahead, back, Scotty. Colorado hey, mountain water.
1: Hey, guru, pop into me with this conversation, if you would, though, man, because we—I just wanted to kind of talk about where nutrients come from and what microbes actually do. Microbes solubilize nutrition. Whether it's fungi, use an enzyme to basically melt rock, and the and rock is inorganic, by the way. Whether you get glacial rock dust or whatever, those minerals in there are inorganic, meaning they don't have what is what is it? they don't have a carbon molecule they're, attached they're, they're, to them or they're not based on carbon gotcha okay so but it's still those are your those are your base minerals so, you know those are your minerals that need to be solubilized and that's what the nutrients do um, and so when you colonize uh you colonize around something like rock dust it that's inorganic that it's delivering it's the same thing whether you get you know you know big mics you know 30 40 or whatever that's an inorganic nutrient it's a salt based it's a lot easier to break down than rock dust so the, the microbes are able to kind of gather around it and really aggressively aggressively break it down. And then what these microbes do is they go over to the rhizosphere. And I talk about this all the time. I'm reading that, that Michael Pollan book. The plants can do something amazing. They can't fucking move, but they can do something amazing, man. They can photosynthesize. They can make a starch. They can make a carbohydrate, which is a food source for those underground microbes. So the underground microbes hang out in the rhizosphere. They solubilize what the gri- microbes can do. Of course, they're these little animals animalcules <laughs> what, what they do, they can solubilize this inorganic nutrition from near, from far, they can move, they can grow. I like to think about soil as like a, uh, Soup has had this analogy before and
3: I completely latched on to it when he gave it. Right, The, the soil is like a battery. Um, and you're kind of, when you're adding microbes to that battery, you're increasing its efficiency and giving it pretty much more potential charge to be able to feed your plant. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. In in, 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 in in chemical production of stuff, like in either hydroponics or cocoa or anything like that, it's important to realize that native microbes, um, they're like few and far between are able to, to actually persist and function well in their functional groups. In a chemical, like in uh, the environment we have in in our our pots or whatever, right. is a little bit different than outside, and it's not exactly what they're used to. Especially if you're using salt-based fertilizers and stuff. But the difference between like native Preach. microbes and these these selected microbes is they've been bred and for their virulency and their ability to persist in different environments, and specifically like a, a horticultural environment. So there's – you. I would use this in addition – like you could use this in addition to a compost tea, and then you're just getting a broad spectrum of microbes. Well, yeah, diversification. But these, these ones are functional in salt-based environments and in organic soils, and they're bred to be way more virulent and uh, stronger persisting microbes than what you would get just from like a
1: compost tea from worm castings. Yes, yes. You like that? All right. I, I dig. <laughs> so, I, I dig. The only one that I would say, this guy is right about one thing, and that people always get hooked on mycorrhizae, mycorrhizae fungus root. Because when I'm talking about what's loaded in recharge is bacillus, trichoderma, and I put mycorrhizae in there because if you do organic production, if you use no fertilizers at all, what mycorrhizae does is it colonizes the roots. It, go, it goes in it. A, it's a, called fungus root, mycorrhizae fungus root. It's a fungus that'll grow on the roots. It'll reach out. It can grow way, Pass where the plant roots can grow.
3: Or it, it, it's a, it's an amazing uh, type of fungus. It grows yeah. inside the roots too, and there's it even invaginates them. There's even some studies of where the fungi, its hypha, will get into the plant mm-hmm. and grow up through the xylem and phloem, and it has a a true like. Uh, Anti pest, antimicrobial effect. It boosts up the immune system of the plant. And a lot of these don't function just by themselves, or they're not, they're, when you add them in groups together, mm-hmm. they're more than a sum of their parts, the effect that you'll get from them. Um, and I, I really, you just have to try
1: it to start to notice. The, the effect this is going to have on your plant. In 48
2: um, hours or less? <laughs> no,
1: I mean, it, t- it takes a while to build up a mycorrhizal network. That's how the plants talk to each other and the trees talk to each other in beds and whatnot and in, no- in no-till situations. Unfortunately, if you're using any kind of synthetic nutrients, I think it's something like 60 parts per million, uh, it shuts those signals down. The, these guys go, you know, the, the fungi go, I'm not going to work, man. There's tons of nutrients all around here, man. I'm, I'm not going to go work and try to forage, man. You know they they built a 711 in my neighborhood.
3: See man. that's native mycorrhizae too. Because the these more uh, geared towards being right. able to function and persist in agriculture and, and horticultural environments, right. they definitely can handle a lot more PK than that sixty parts per million. Yeah, I but just... the 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 true like kicker that's really driving the the growth and everything is the bacillus and the trichoderma that's in there. They're rapid decomposers and have a lot of beneficial effects on the plant and deterrent for plant uh, like
1: pathogens like yeah. cerium wilt or. Yeah, that's really where the where the strength of this stuff is is in cannabis production or in in really quick production is <laughs> what did I mess.
3: We're getting a rap from Brett or from the dude.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good information. It's I'm not I'm not doing the side show notes. Uh, so go good. ahead. go uh, ahead real quick.
1: <laughs> all good. I, I just don't think that you should concentrate on mycorrhizae a ton unless you're doing no-till, unless you're doing very little uh um, Uh, very little fertilizer and you're you're using rock dust and things like that. If you're adding all sorts of fertilizers and whatnot, concentrate on solubilizing them and making them plant available uh, by using bacteria and fungi like trichoderma and bacillus.
2: Yeah, we only got so so much time usually as a cannabis grower. Yeah, absolutely.
3: I said and luckily recharge does both of those things. All right, there's yes. my shameless plug. Even even Real even Growers Recharge
2: life. if you guys are in Canada. I think it's straightened out. You can just search Real Growers on Amazon. If you can't find it, there's dogrows.com forward slash recharge Canada. We'll link you to it and uh, hook it up. You can get it prime. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. All right, let's put it in a bag with some shoutouts, man. I'm gonna go to Kahuna and Urban Cowboy. Yo.
1: Oh, I think I'm on the long one. You better take it, dude. I lost uh, it. Yeah. Uh, Lecergic l- yeah. l- l- yeah. yeah. acid and Grandpa Grows.
2: What up? Did you see where we're at yet, yeah, Scotty? I uh-huh. can't do any uh, shout yeah. outs no, you go off oh the hip. And mm. go for it. You, go, you got him. Mason662 and Indica Dogo. Balls up and G. Riley. Nuggies mm. Greens and Carlos B. What happened to Dank Sinatra? I love that guy. <laughs> Good stuff. Alright, guys, you want to
1: stay stay higher, my friend? Yeah, take your easy, dude. You're hanging out, brother. So.
0: Some people love to play us up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And we the boss fans, is to take a little break. That means we are lighten up a dude. It's just weird. It's just weird. I like to keep the good on. on. It's just weird, it's just weird I like to smoke it out of me now Now if the big man catch you right He hates the tank, just look at how he's being paid, no, no lack of me, smoking weed, I ain't done nothing wrong.